When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. And a good day, everybody. It's a lot of things that we are celebrating today, Kat. On the calendar for July the 14th, it is National Mac and Cheese Day. Okay. Thumbs up or thumbs down on the mac and cheese? Yeah, mac and cheese is a classic. A thumbs up. Can we draw a distinction, though, between mac and cheese and Kraft Dinner? One is not the same. Oh, yes. Like, you're talking, like, homemade mac and cheese, real cheese, and you know what I mean when I say real, not powdered or in plastic slices. Uh, yes. I, cheese whiz. Yeah, I 100% <laughs> agree with you. There's a difference between mac and cheese and KD. Yes. There are literally some people who consider mac and cheese when they boil macaroni noodles, drain it, and then cover it in cheese whiz. And while that may taste similar, that's not mac and cheese. You've got to use real cheese to get her done. It's also National Grand Marnier Day. Ooh. Nice little after drink cocktail. Sip and on that. It's National Nude Day. Take off all your clothes and enjoy the rest of after nine. There are people who absolutely prefer nudity. They will be nude any opportunity <laughs> they get. Yes. You ever walked in on... Someone who's a nudist? You know what? I've never walked in on that before. I Thankfully, I think that'd be weird. I remember growing up, I had, um, there was a parent of a friend of mine that had no shame in walking around in just, you know, maybe a robe or a towel. And that was about that. Looking back now, it's a, I, I was something that I would not do. But otherwise, no. I mean, not full-blown walking into a, a nudist's place. No. There are nudist camps around. I've never seen them, but I see the signs for them. Uh, When you're driving Highway 6 between, say, the 401 and Hamilton, there's signs advertising a nudist camp in there. And I've kind of wanted to do a drive-by before just to see if you can figure out what the fuck is going on in there. And I don't know. Is it really just people that live a totally normal life with no clothes? Or is it like something messed up and only people that are on the inside know? I think, honestly, it's people who just want to do things naked, from what I can tell. And the years that we've been on the radio and occasionally talked about this from time to time, I've heard feedback from people who are nudists, and it's just basically their way to feel free. And they find clothing restricting, but of course you have to do it. It's uh, it's kind of the law in public, right? So they, do, they have a, a safe place, basically, to go and do all the things that they want to do, I guess, just completely naked. And it's not sexual as you would assume it would be for those who don't can't wrap their brain around it they say it's not see and for me i don't want to be nude at all like when i get out of the shower it's towel on and i live alone if i uh have to run downstairs to grab my phone charger or something like that i'll put clothes on even a robe and i'm home alone I don't know what it is, if I'm afraid of people seeing me, or is that like some weird suppressed psychological issue, or is that a normal thing 
to not want to be walking around nude. Yo, you should probably talk to someone about that. That seems strange. Uh, no, I, I don't think it's a weird psychological thing. I just think everybody has their comfort levels. Uh, me, personally, I'm totally fine walking around nude. If I know I'm in my house by myself and no one's going to, you know, see anything, um, then I'm fine with that. I don't care. It's not that I purposely do it because I want to do it. But if I'm in the middle of doing laundry, okay, I'll whip off the clothes that I have on and throw them in the I have no problem with it. No problem oh, yeah. at all doing it. And I will continue to like make a coffee in my bra and whatever, but it's my house. I can do what I want to do. But I would of course make sure I was clothed if anybody might show up. Yeah. What if, okay, you're, you're downstairs, you're doing your laundry and you rip your clothes off and throw them in the washer. Then you've got to get upstairs to get more clothes. But in between doorbell goes oh. pure later. It's it's the courier dropping off your package. Do you run up and get the clothes first, or do you just sort of stand behind the door and open it up and just stick your head over? Yeah, I would always make sure I'm clothed if I'm answering the door. Uh, and I, let's say I have to sign for a package or something. Oh, no, I'm finding a shirt. Even if I have to yell through the door, like, hang on a second. I'm getting I'm a shirt. naked. <laughs> I will do what I have to do because I don't want to have to pick it up at the post office tomorrow. Wait that long. You fucking wait there a second. Let me get my shit together. And then I'll come grab that package from you. Sorry about that. Didn't want you to see my tits. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was in the backyard last weekend, and I was doing some stuff in the garden, which is coming along amazing, by the way. My tomato plants are almost as oh, big as I am good. now. It's nuts. I think I went a little crazy on the miracle Grow, but whatever. It's fine. I, uh, I didn't have a shirt on, though, because I was doing some gardening out there. And I did have to go out front and answer the door. It was a neighbor who just wanted to borrow something. And I felt really fucking weird standing there in shorts, but no shirt, talking to the neighbor. I don't know. I mean, I even want, I want like all my bits covered yeah. if I'm going to be interacting you with know, people. This is why I respect, okay, what did your neighbor want to borrow first of all, just out of sheer curiosity? Actually, she wanted to know if she could park in front of my place and then also wanted to know if she wasn't borrowing something. She wanted something back. I borrowed her hedge trimmers when I was cutting down some vines. Oh yeah. Okay. Very good. I've got a great thing going with my neighbors where they are the only people that really pop by without us really planning for it but we always text each other i will always text in advance and be like hey i've got something for you can i drop it in 20 ish or hey just so you know i'm gonna come by this afternoon you don't even have to answer the door i'm gonna leave it for you on your on your stoop or they'll say oh i got cookies for the girls we're gonna come by in five minutes cool i appreciate a heads up for those exact reasons okay now what about through whatever means you happen to find it out it came to your attention that your neighbors are nudists. Are you keeping those blinds open a little bit just to see if you can see anything? Oh, or God, are you going to no. think of them differently? No, I wouldn't think of them differently. What they do in their house is their own business. So that, that goes for everybody. I, I don't care. Um, I would not go out of my way to try to look at it. That's for sure. And then I'd be more likely to text in advance, like just giving you a good five hour heads up that I'm coming by. <laughs> <laughs> that's more than enough time that's to en- wash clean underwear. That's enough time. Okay, one more on this and then we move on. Let's say you decided, I got the house to myself and this never happens. I'm going to take off my clothes and be free. So, Kat, you're walking around, you're you're vacuuming, you're making coffee, you've uh, uh, done the dishes, you've done all your shit, and you did it all nude and then realized, son of a bitch, I didn't close the curtains. I'll bet you people could <gasps> see something. Yeah, that would be that would be a nightmare. 
would, would you actually a- ask or would you just wonder oh. if your neighbor started giving you dirty looks? No. Yes. Well, first of all, I think you have to be very careful. Let's say if say you're going to do that. If let's say you're going to strip down a little bit or you're doing your laundry, there's naked activities and then there's non-naked activities. You don't start, you know, getting on your hands and knees scrubbing the floor. <laughs> When you're nude, it's that's strange, right? I mean, I know some people will say it's not the nudists mainly, but there are certain activities I'll do in a bra and underwear. There's certain ones I'm not doing anyway. So I need to make sure that if there was a chance that a window was cracked and you could see me from, you know, whatever, a certain angle near a certain house on the street, I happen to be standing there. I want to make sure at least I'm not doing a weird fucking activity. You know, I'd rather just be walking by quickly, grabbing my uh, coffee or grabbing the laundry hamper and getting back in my room to my safe zone. I'm not doing anything fucked up while I'm I'm naked. Let's just put it that way. Not if there's any chance people could see it. Well, Kat, we are just days away from entering step three in Ontario. Hooray! It's kind of different or it's kind of funny the difference between Cat and I right now because Cat is living a step 3 lifestyle and I'm only just learning about step 2. You're going to the casino this weekend. Yeah. And I'm I going to fucking away. love it. I'm jealous as shit. Well, yeah, I am. I so I wasted no time at all on this. I had the opportunity to go and my parents were like, "Yeah, um, I'll I'll come by and watch the kids uh, for a night if you want to go away." I was like, Fucking beam me up, Scotty. Here we go. I hopped online. I booked a a night away. I looked into it. I booked a reservation for dinner. I am on it, and I'm so pumped about it. I'm not sure what the casino even looks like. A couple of questions raised this morning. Great questions. I'm not sure if they're going to open the tables right away or what that's going to look like or if I'm just doing slots. I'm totally okay with that, too. But I will take a walk through the casino at one point, even just walking down the street and seeing people, which I think is going to happen in the falls this weekend. It'll just be nice. You're going to get your drink on? Fucking right I am. Yeah, you are. Of course Good. I am. Atta girl. That's great. You're already planning your casino run. You're going to stay in a hotel for probably the first time in like a couple of years, I would imagine. Well, yeah. Like a long time. Yeah. Hmm. I'm jealous. Me, I'm only just entering step two here today. Right after the podcast, actually. My first haircut since the middle of March. My hair is so long, Cat. Like, it's actually driving me crazy. I've had short hair all my life, and I'm at a weird phase right now where the hair on the side of my head is coming down over my ears. That's how long it is. And when hair touches my ear, I get so fucking weirded out. I do so many different things in a day to try and keep the hair off my ears. I've even considered, like, fucking hair ties, uh, the super paste shit that kids put in their hair. You with hair ties? That visual alone. That's great. Could you do Seriously, that? Seriously. I look like Bull Bichette right now. It's fucked up. <laughs> right before you go get your hair cut, can you put it in a little pony at the top? That would be great. <laughs> I, I pretty much could. I pretty much could. It's, it's so long. I've never gotten this long without a haircut. It's ridiculous that we had to wait, but I, today was the first day I could get in. So noon is my haircut. Where are we at with hugging our hairstylists when we see them? Because, God, I miss Sarah. I wonder how they feel about that because so many people miss them so much. They're probably having to be like, nope, we can't hug. Uh, A fist bump will do. But I don't blame you, man. I definitely want to give mine a hug the next time that I see her. My hair is ridiculously long. I need to trim so bad. Uh, I, I hear you. I think you should still go in for the hug. I think you should try for it. And you're yeah, not even, not? and you're a bubble guy. So I'm surprised. You, you know what? I just need it so bad. I need this fucking hair cut. <laughs> I, and you know what? I, it's kind of stupid, but I thought, you know what? I've had to put up with long hair for so freaking long. I might as well just tell her to shave it. 
And then it occurred to me I could probably save 60 bucks and just shave it myself. That's not the goal here, Scott. <laughs> Eye on the prize. Let's just get it cut and styled properly. So that's the goal. Should make her sit on my lap or something like that while she does it just because I've missed her so much. <laughs> There's probably a hair stylist out there that would do that for an extra fee, just so you know. It's amazing they don't have that. I mean, they've got erotic everything else. Maybe they should do an erotic fucking hairstylist. Yeah, that's got to exist somewhere. Maybe not in Canada, but in the States. You don't think that there's like a a strip joint that on the side offers like barber cuts and a lap dance at the same time? You'd have to be pretty. You would actually have to be pretty skilled, though, because if if you're trained for a lap dance, you also have to then train yourself to cut hair as well. It'd be a two-for-one special. Yeah, (laughs) a (laughs) two-for-one Could you look straight up and stop touching my tits? You can't touch. You can look, but don't touch. <laughs> but it's COVID, so we'll need like a like the plexiglass barrier of some sort, like a haircut glory you hole sit, of some kind. You sit in a tube and you put your head through a hole at the back of it. I like it. <laughs> Super not sexy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, honest question. And and I'm not trying to take anything away from, from national pride, but I have to ask, why the fuck are we doing the Olympics? Uh. <laughs> the Olympics start next week. And yesterday, Japan, whose COVID numbers have been going up because they have a much lower vaccination rate. They had over a thousand new cases yesterday. For the first time since March, they're ramping up just as the world is heading there for the Olympics. And I can't help but wonder, why the hell are we doing this? Mm -hmm. When you think about all the things that got taken away from us in the last year and a half, it seems kind of trivial to put people at risk for the pole vault. It seems kind of trivial to put people at risk to see who's the fastest swimmer. And, And don't get me wrong. Penny Alexiak, you're great. But maybe this is an Olympics we could have pushed back again. Or maybe even just to the fall. It's hot. I was watching something on the news last night about just how hot it is over in, it's Tokyo, right? Where they're doing the Olympics? That's correct, yeah. So I was watching this talking about how the last time Tokyo hosted the Olympics, they did move it to October because it is so fucking hot there during the day. Like, the only people who are going to be comfortable are the rowers because they're going to get soaked while they're doing it. Yeah. Everybody else, I mean, imagine doing a marathon-style run when it's 40 degrees without the humidity. That's yeah. what these athletes are going to be dealing with. It's dangerous. Sure it is. That's kind of a part of the deal, though. There's been, it's been, a, lot of, there's been a lot of Summer Olympics particularly that have had to go through this similar situations. I, I think it's part of it, honestly. I don't think they should stop because of that. I mean, the question here is with the COVID cases, most definitely. I heard, though, apparently they aren't able to cancel, or if they do, they're basically foregoing their rights to host games because there's already something, a country lined up for the next time and they don't want to make it too close together back-to-back. So I think it's like a do-or-die situation from what I read because I was wondering the same thing. But they are gung-ho on it. They also have sponsors 
that have dropped out already that they don't want to drop out this time around because they're probably not going to come back again. And they had to pay money for it. Let's not forget. I don't think that's refundable. I'm not sure how it works. I do not work with, what is it, the IOC? I do not work for them. But if I'm not mistaken, I I think they gave money that they basically can't give back. So at this point, they feel like, fuck it, let's try for the best here. But it is definitely up to the athletes, I think, in this case. You know, if you don't feel comfortable, and many athletes have so far said they don't, then pull yourself out of this. I probably would opt to pull myself out. Some are okay with it. They're double vaxxed. They feel safe and secure for themselves personally, so they're going to go ahead and do it. Which is fine. They're going to be a different kind of Olympics, much like we've had to endure different kind of, you name it, in the last year and a half. Yeah, I just think to myself, like, you're going over there to another country halfway around the world. And what if you, I don't know, uh, blow out your ankle? What if you rupture your ACL? You're going to be in a hospital over there for a long time as COVID cases are seriously escalating over there. This is like their fourth wave coming. And it doesn't seem safe to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't want to be any part of it. Uh, from Japan's perspective, yeah, they did spend a ton of money to get the Olympics and to um, build all the infrastructure for the Olympics. I mean, they had to expand transit and they had to build an Olympic village and there were stadiums and facilities put in for this and they can't get that money back. But they also can't make any money back anyway because there's no fans allowed. So... I don't know if this is really a good idea to go through with it. If I were a sponsor, if I owned uh, Pepsi, for example, and I was sponsoring the Olympics, I might pull out, even though the Olympics are happening, I might pull out just because I don't want Pepsi all over the fucking TV as people are getting carried out in body bags because they got COVID and, and there was just no hospital availability. And who knows? It could get to that point. The Olympics won't be over until over three weeks from now. If they had over a thousand cases yesterday, it seems like it's going in the wrong direction, but uh, whatever, I'm not competing. And if I were an athlete, I wouldn't go anyway. So there's that. Yeah. Um, yesterday, our provincial top doctor, Dr. Kieran Moore, gave a weird press conference. And, you know, I'm trying to figure this guy out. Have you seen this guy do any news conferences? You know what? I haven't seen it. I have heard them all, but I haven't seen them yet. He's very, uh, he's very meek. He doesn't seem like he's got the same command of this that Dr. David Williams did, for better or worse. I know there's some people who loved him and some people who hated the man, but this Dr. Moore guy seems very wishy-washy, and he seems like a real homer for the government. I just want to play this clip for you because he was asked about stage four. Right now, August the 6th is the earliest that public health restrictions could all be lifted in Ontario. And he again moved the goalpost. Listen to this. And as a follow-up, do you remain confident that uh, August 6th is, uh, is a doable date to reopen, I guess, to, to get out of step three and, and, and move back to whatever normal is uh, in the post-COVID world? Yeah, so great question. Uh, I think it's going to be a bit of hard work for us all um, uh, to achieve that high in immunization rate at a, at a population level. Um, We are at uh, 78% of eligible Ontarians have their first dose. We'd like to get up to 80, uh, and that's only creeping up 0.1 or 0.2% a day. Uh, We're at 54.6 that have had their second dose. We'd like to get at least 20 percentage points higher. 
So it's a challenge, really, to all Ontarians if we want to move safely and effectively through Step 3 to a complete reopening of our economy. Uh, we've got our work cut out for us. Um, the, uh, we had been going up approximately 10% a week on second doses, uh, so we have the time frame to do it, but we've, you've seen from the numbers that Dr. Yaffe presented today, our immunization rate was um, going to 220 to 230 people a day, uh, and we're down now to 200,000 Ontarians a day. So I can understand in the summer that we're just um, uh, having all, uh, options, uh, that we're perhaps going to cottages or parks, uh, but uh, please consider uh, getting immunized along the way. Or- you know what he's doing here. I mean, what what was it he just said? It was something like we've got to get to almost 80 percent double vaxxed before <laughs> we can open up the economy. I, I don't know that that's possible, but this government, along with this doctor, ha- are their notorious cat for putting out one piece of guidance on paper and then saying something completely different so that when reporters ask perfectly logical questions, are we reopening on August the 6th? They can say, oh, no, no, because we need to do this or we need to do that. And then they can point to either the paper version or the news conference version, whichever one suits them better. People need to know. And, you know, I don't even know if 80% is attainable. I'm hearing from a lot more unvaxxed people that are proudly saying I'm not vaxxed and I'm not getting vaxxed. Yeah, I'm not sure if that was more of a a hopeful wish. I don't want to say wishful thinking, but like a hopeful thinking. Like if we're at 80% vaxxed, guys, oh my, like fully vaxxed, oh my goodness, you wouldn't imagine what we could do. I'm not sure if it was just or if this was basically his way of saying that that's how it's going to be. I'm not sure what that's going to look like, but you're right. That said, there are some who are more hesitant that I know have gone to get their first shot. It took a while to get there, but they are. But 80%, I mean, that's a lofty goal. And to to think that some of the hesitant are getting their first shots now, it's going to take them another month before they get shot number two. So, yeah, that's a that's a, that's a a big leap. We'd have to see how that goes if if that's the case. I know, I know it changes, and it's so frustrating, and I get it. But it seems as though... I don't know. We're doing a good job as is. And if we can keep this up and if we can move into step three, maybe we can prove those kinds of comments wrong. Right. Maybe we can prove that we can do this based on the amount of vaccinations that we do have in people. Right. I I think. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you. But I think that what they're trying to do is they're trying to make the vaxxed put intense pressure on the unvaxxed. And I guess from their standpoint as a government Or as public health, it's better if we do it than they do it because there's rules and laws and ethics around that sort of thing, pressuring people into getting vaccinated. So they're trying to make the rest of the public do the dirty work. And while I'm not necessarily opposed to it, I don't mind telling people I'm vaxxed, but I would certainly never go to my unvaxxed neighbor and say, you get your fucking ass over to a clinic and get a shot so that we can reopen. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I don't know that... It's a good idea to pit Ontarian against Ontarian with the prize being uh, able to have no capacity limits in restaurants. Yeah, for me, I'm not going to go out of my way either to be like, go get vaxxed. And I don't know about you, Scott, but I get DMs about that. Like, why don't you Mm -hmm. push harder for people to get vaccinated? Why don't you use your platform to do this? Because that's not who I am. I am not going to tell you what to do. I was hesitant in the beginning. Just so everyone's aware, that was me. But I did my own research. I, I, 
I talk to people who know, uh, who are in the medical field. I talk to people I know who had it done. And my, my mind was put at ease. And I felt comfortable enough to get them. I'm not here to tell you what to do. And I understand that those numbers might impact us um, from going to step four or whatever the hell it is once we leap out of step three. But I'm okay with that. And at a certain point, like we've mentioned before, I think that they need to let be and let go a little bit because those who are hesitant may remain hesitant. And that's okay. Let them do what they feel is safe for them. If they get sick with COVID, that sucks. And they do spread it into people who maybe don't aren't even able to get the shot. And that sucks. But you need to stay safe in whatever way that means to you, I think. So I'm not here to tell you what to do. I will never tell you you should get your kid circumcised or you shouldn't get your kid circumcised. I will never tell you what you should have for dinner or what you shouldn't eat. I will never tell you you should get a flu shot. It's none of my goddamn business what you do for your own personal health and personal situation. Don't anybody come back to us and say, use your platform. Fuck that. There's people who have made a choice, and that's their choice. They're at a much, much, much greater risk than I am as someone who's double vaxxed. But I'm not going to pressure them to do that. And if that's what this fuck Kieran Moore is trying to get us to get other people to do, no way. I'm not doing that. I'm not pressuring anybody to do that. I wish people would get vaccinated because I want to get on with this shit, but I'm not going to tell anybody they should do it. That's not our place. No way. Uh, but I will go to the casino. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'll jealous let you know. that you're going. I'll let you know what it, uh, what it looks like. I'll tell you all about my experiences next week. Bottle up that smell and bring it back to me. Oh, yeah. That smell from when they used to allow smoking in there. You can still smell it in the rug. It's great. <laughs> it <still> lingers. <laughs> it's the sound I miss. I miss the sound. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, yeah, give me that shit. Have yourselves a fantastic hump day, everybody. We will be back tomorrow with another edition of After 9. Officials in Minnesota are asking residents not to release their pet fish into the wild after they found football-sized goldfish in a local lake. It's so big, the Discovery Channel announced next week will be Goldfish Week. (laughs) Some business news. The FCC just gave Amazon the green light to make a device that can remotely monitor people's sleep. Right now, Amazon's like, uh, yeah, now we'll start watching you sleep. (laughs) Yeah, I got vaccinated back in March. Uh, I thought it was the right thing to do. Now I'm thinking maybe I should have waited a little longer. Long Beach residents can get a free joint if they get a coronavirus vaccine. It's part of a special pop-up clinic that will be open Saturday, July 24th at Houghton Park. That's why Snoop Doggy Dogg got vaccinated 200 times. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.